The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S. Experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast produced by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halschuk, a journalist with The Record. Join me as we take a deeper look into the people and stories within the Comox Valley. Today on the podcast, we have Stu McInnes, a registered healthcare assistant who works in long-term care in the Comox Valley and shares his perspectives on healthcare and a few other things on social media, in particular on TikTok. A video he created last month received nearly half a million views, while other videos have received more than 4 million views. Welcome to the podcast, Stu. Thank you. Your background, your professional career is in healthcare. Let's start there. What about it drew you to the profession and why are you interested in a career in healthcare? Well, I started off, I spent about 18 years as a cook in restaurants, actually. And about eight, eight or nine years ago, I started volunteering at a local healthcare facility, long-term care, and just discovered it was my calling. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved being there. I loved, I was one of the few volunteers that went over to the lockdown, like the special care unit, and it just jived. I just loved everything about it with the residents and everything. And I got to the point where I was volunteering for five times a week and my wife finally was pointed out that you know you get paid for that you know you don't have to do it just in your free time and on your weekends and I was like well that's a good point so I started off got my foot in the door through cooking I got into food service and cooking at one of the long-term care home facilities here in the valley and then branched off into support services in housekeeping and laundry and stuff did the HCA program and the rest is history I've never looked back and I know one of the things that you really talk about on social media is the side of healthcare, maybe that people don't think about. But before we get there, can you tell me a little bit about, got nearly 300 videos on TikTok. Why did you feel it was important to bring the healthcare element to that? It's funny, actually, when I was in HCA program at North Island College in um, beginning of 2020. And I'd never really heard of TikTok. And we had some of the younger people in the class that were obviously involved in it. And I actually spent a lot a lot of time sort of doing the old curmudgeon old guy bad mouthing. I'm like, how do people do, you know, you're, these are videos and all you're doing is this and you're doing voice dancing and blah, blah, blah. And then COVID hit and my schooling got sent home and all this. And I was just sort of like, I don't even, I don't remember how I slid into it. I was just like, I got hooked like everybody else. I was just like, okay, this got when I started scrolling and the first couple I just did on a whim, it was just like, oh, you know, like, I think it was my first cat video. It was a cat video of one of my cats or something. And it just sort of went from there. And I mean, it's a bit of a validation. I mean, you get people that watch it and follow you and it's a bit of an ego hit. That's kind of nice. But as you sort of got bigger, like on TikTok, if you get over a thousand followers and go live. Um, and one of the things that I started doing last summer was I would do live streams. I have a mount for my telescope so I can shoot through my telescope with my phone. So I would do live streams of the moon and Jupiter, Saturn. I'm a bit of a space nerd. And so that sort of picked up for, and I've actually seen other people doing that now, but that sort of got me a lot more sort of, I, I call it traction. Like people started following me and getting more into that. Mm-hmm. You sort of realize the sort of social commentary you have with that kind of platform, especially when you sort of base of followers grows, then you, your videos get out there further. And some of it's, you know, unpleasant and the people just being not necessarily having the input or outlook. 
And the video you were talking about in particular was there's a feature on it called Stitch where you can basically, a lot of people put out a question or a statement and they say, okay, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? And then you can take that little clip and then add on your part of it. And the one that we did was a lady saying, you know, what's the part of healthcare that you wish the public knew that they don't generally know about your particular specialty in healthcare. And that one just sort of resonated with me. And I happened to see it. Actually, it, that TikTok I did, I, I filmed it in my car outside of work after a shift and I just happened to see it on when I was sitting in the parking lot waiting for the car to warm up and I was like okay well this I because I've heard a lot of things that are sort of not understanding the job that healthcare assistants do in long-term care or any sector of healthcare really mm-hmm. that we're in just looking at that video it has more than 50,000 likes to it so obviously it resonated with people and people could really relate to it what about it do you think brought that much attention to it why do you think people really saw that as something that they connected with Honestly, I think part of it was just sort of authenticity. When I made that video, it was a lot of times when you see videos on TikTok, there's a lot of editing and a lot of shtick and there's, you know, they've got sound in the background or whatever. And it was just me being authentic. And that was one of the things a lot of people said was in the comments section was, you know, that was so real, that was so heartfelt, which it was. And I think a lot of it also hit people with or affected people that have had family members in long-term care. That was one of the comments that really struck me was a people that people in the comments that said, Hey, I work in healthcare you guys are amazing or there were nurses that were like you guys are the backbone but it was the family members sort of either saying thank you or hcas are amazing you know when my dad was in long-term care when my wife was in long you know there was one lady that said you know you were my my dad when we couldn't be there when he passed and i think it was one of those things where people could relate to everybody almost everybody knows someone in long-term care You've got a family member, you've got a friend whose grandpa's in there, you know, everybody has that sort of somehow connection to a long-term care facility in some way. And that just sort of, it touched people in that sense, I guess. So for those of you who haven't seen the video, the stitch was with another content creator who said, what's one thing that the general public would know about your specialty in healthcare, but they don't. And your answer to that was? Basically that, like I've heard from a bunch of people, like, you know, they say, you know, you're a healthcare aide, you're, you're a professional butt wiper. You change diapers for a living. You, you know, you sit there and feed grandma applesauce and, or pudding. And it's so much more than that. I mean, to summarize in total, it's basically doing everything to help someone live as close to the same life as they did before they went into a long-term care facility. You want them to have that same dignity that they had before. It doesn't include cleaning them up. Yes, it does. Does it include doing showers and helping people eat? Yes, but it also, you know, making sure they feel confident. You know, doing there's we have residents that like to have their makeup done. We make sure it's done. Their nails painted. Make sure that people that can't move are turned when they're lying in bed are turned at night. The list is big. And the one that really affected people was in the video is when I said, you know, I sat there and I'm like, you know, I we're with your family member or whatever, and we sit there and comfort them when they're, you know, beginning to pass away and we're sitting with them holding their hand and comforting them when they pass away the thing i really wanted to convey with that for myself in particular but so many of my colleagues is we love what we do it's a privilege to do what we do i have sat at bedside with a number of residents as they've transitioned from this to life to whatever's next and i consider it an absolute privilege to be there with them for them at that moment and for the families because I mean obviously not everybody passes away alone you know their family members are there as well but you want to be there for the families as well 
And I know there are some content creators on TikTok like yourself or nurses who work in hospice who talk about the death and dying process and use social media as a tool to educate people and let people know about that process in life that while it's uncomfortable, not a lot of people talk about. Do you find that having this account starts that conversation or even from that one video, do you find there was an engagement in conversation around that process? People, I think, I mean, to a degree, it was people, there were people that sort of reached out, though, you know, especially through the, like, through the comments and that. In, especially in Western culture, death and dying is behind a curtain. It's something you don't talk about because if you talk about it, it can happen type thing. I mean, it is a process. There's, you know, there's stages. There's, it's not predictable necessarily. And people don't understand that. A lot of people think that when people pass away, it's sort of, it's like a heart attack in the night. They're here one minute, they're gone the next. And generally, it's not like that. That happens every once in a while, especially, I mean, in in acute care in the hospitals yes it does work that way but in long-term care not very long not often it's usually a a more drawn-out process that again we try to make as peaceful and dignified as possible do you see going forward a role uh, with tiktok or social media in general and healthcare? do you see that combination coming together whether it's to educate whether it's to inform whether it's to tell people about the good days and the bad days is there a, a role for social media and healthcare? oh yeah I mean, I think you saw it during COVID especially because, I mean, there were people saying positive and negative things about a lot of the videos and TikToks that were coming out of hospitals because they were saying, you know, it's a it's a pandemic and, you know, here's the videos of nurses doing little dances or health staff. But there was also a lot of positive because you can put out there a more positive and accurate narrative of what we do. Going forward, I mean, absolutely. I mean, any kind of social media where you can engage people on what you do is beneficial. And it played such an important role. I mean, social media especially especially during COVID. It's a way, a means of sharing a narrative on what people in healthcare do and everybody in every sector of healthcare do, but it's also a means of levity, especially during COVID when it was really heavy times and it was really hard. And especially in healthcare, it was a tough time to work in healthcare. And it did offer that levity and that release and escape to smile and laugh and sort of take a minute to go it's not all darkness right now. I mean, that was it was a tough time during COVID. It was a difficult run in healthcare. From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today. COVID. And I know we talked a little bit about some of the comments that you received on the video and, and on your social from people who are watching your videos. What about your fellow coworkers? What have their reaction oh, been to, to this? Yeah. The facility I work in, I, work, I mean, we have separate wings and I'm up on, on the second floor of mine. But yeah, no, it's, I, it went, I've gone downstairs a few times and it's like, and you get the, you know, the ribbing, like, oh, it's, there's a TikTok star, there's a guy, you know. And, and I mean, there's other people that have come up and commented, like when I, I did that one video that, yeah, I got 4.4 million mm-hmm. views. And that took me completely by surprise. And the funny part about that one was the video that I did that with, which was with a filter of some sort that gave you bangs and I'm obviously very bald. And I did that video as like an afterthought. It was like literally just like, oh yeah, I'm bored. We'll just do this. <laughs> and I put it out and I posted and it was, I remember sitting at home with my wife and it was gaining about a thousand views a minute. And I was just like, oh, okay. And it was kind of humorous in a way for that because you have, you know, there's one videos where you'll spend a lot of time making it and editing it and trying to do the lip syncing properly and all that. And you put all that effort in and it'll be like, yay, got 
1,200 views, and then there's the one that was eight seconds that was almost an afterthought, and it's like, boom, viral. And you don't know what's, what the algorithm is going to pick up. Which kind of leads me to my last question here is what you want to produce and put on in terms of content on your TikTok. Is it going to be more healthcare videos, other things? Kind of where would you like to see that go? I've had a few people refer to me as a content creator, and it's a weird moniker to hear. I honestly started doing TikToks and the videos and stuff as a just sort of to amuse myself. And I thought it was fun. Maybe, you know, like I said, you get to a few people watching. It's kind of cool. I'm not one of these people out there that are contact creators that put out a video a day and all this kind of stuff. I sort of try and if my muse hits me, if inspiration hits me and I hear the right song or the right audio or whatever, and I, I'll do one that's, I'll put something out that it'll be, that'll be funny. I hope it's funny. But especially after this video on uh, being an HCA came out, when you have that type of a platform where you can reach that many people, you want to do something constructive and beneficial. Like through this video alone, I've, been invited to this podcast i was invited to a different podcast and if i can raise awareness and sort of bring a spotlight onto long-term care not just hcas because there's more than carrots that work in long-term care but onto the long into long-term care and the 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 positives and the struggles that we're facing right now then that's fantastic i'd like to do it as sort of like keep people entertained and hopefully serve a purpose as well well thank you so much Stu. i really appreciate you taking the time and uh, appreciate you coming oh. by today Thank you. If anybody wants to follow me on mm-hmm. TikTok, my username is at Stu underscore dog, D-O-G-G 74. That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com.